What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Grit Fitness and Performance Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris Sanchez, and today we are going to be talking about your diet, the things that you put in your mouth to make you go, and more specifically, the colors of the foods that you're putting in your mouth and how a variety of colors will basically turn you into a badass, an optimal health machine of a badass. Because today, and I'm talking about Americans specifically, I mean probably elsewhere in the, you know, in the world, but since I'm an American, I'm going to be talking about America. We live on a pretty monochromatic diet. You like that word? What's up, SAT? Uh, tests and teachers. Anyway, um, so our diet is primarily one color, and that one color is beige, tan, whatever you want to call it. It's the color of breads, pastas, crackers, cookies, processed foods, breaded foods, um, you know, just cheap, middle of the um, supermarket in a pre-wrapped box bag, convenient, quick and easy, um, high fat, highly processed, and usually highly unhealthy foods. Uh, And this makes up for a large portion of what we're consuming on a regular basis. And why is that? Um, Why is our diet primarily beige? Um, And it's because our food choices are are driven by pretty much three things. Taste, number one, cost, and convenience. How easy is it to buy, purchase, make, eat? And the problem is food companies have done a really, really amazing job of creating food products that hit all three of those things right smack dab, you know, dead center. Um, They taste amazing, they're super cheap, and they are uber convenient. These foods are hyper palatable, meaning that they are super delicious, and you could just eat, 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 eat until you puke, and then eat some more after that. It's because these foods are loaded with sugar, salt, fat, and the combination of those three things is irresistible. Um, And... You know, these foods tend to be on the cheaper side. You can go to the supermarket and you can find, you know, a box of cookies and some crackers and a bag of chips for like 99 cents each. Um, And most of these foods are rich in carbohydrate, um, loaded with sugar, but at the same time, they're really missing invaluable vitamins, minerals, and something called phytochemicals. Um, which we will get into a bit deeper as we progress in today's podcast. And, you know, while some of these vitamins and minerals are reintroduced into these foods during their, you know, processing, um, these foods are still lacking certain things. Some of the um, micronutrients, some of these phytochemicals, these flavonoids, these tannins, these these really tiny, tiny, tiny um, substances and foods that are naturally occurring in plant products for the most part. So 
what exactly is a phytochemical? What are these mystery things that I keep referencing? Well, these are substances that occur naturally in only plant products, plant foods, and they provide us with a bunch of health benefits um, beyond that of which the essential or essential the essential nutrients provide. So, you know, you, you know about your, your vitamins and some of your larger minerals like potassium and iron, but what you might not know about are these smaller phytochemicals um, that tend to have a synergistic relationship with the larger vitamins and minerals that are found in food, and it basically helps them, um, basically provides your body with a little more bang for the buck when you eat these types of things. So <clears throat> they work synergistically with vitamins, minerals, fiber, which are all present in fruits and vegetables, um, and basically in whole foods. And it just promotes better overall health and a lower risk for various diseases. Um, so and if you hear me sniffling, it's because I cut the grass earlier and the allergies are just murdering me today. It's a massacre. Um, uh, yeah, I don't even stand a chance today. So, you know, if you're suffering from seasonal allergies right now, you can certainly, um, you know, empathize with me. But my God, when you cut the grass, it's like they just, it's like their last defense. It's like a cornered animal and they just, they, uh, they just really take a toll on you. So anyway, I apologize if you keep hearing me do that. Um, but anyway, so according to the Produce for Better Health Foundation, these phytochemicals may act as antioxidants and protect and regenerate essential nutrients and or work to deactivate cancer-causing substances within the body. So these little phytochemicals, these things that probably 95% of you listening to this have never heard about, they're in your body right now, and they are doing the dirty work to basically make sure that you are the healthiest person that you can be. And there have been thousands of these phytochemicals that have been identified, and one thing that you can do to kind of help give yourself an idea of how to incorporate, you know, different types um, and a wide variety of these phytochemicals is to basically look at the color of the food that you are eating and you want to try to get a wide variety of colors. So uh, some of you have probably heard the term eat the rainbow um, and that's how you can go about getting the healthiest diet um, you know, through food and that's 100% true and that's because Different color foods have different vitamins, different minerals, and different phytochemicals in each one of these, and they each kind of do their own thing within the body. So red foods have different vitamins, minerals, and phytochemicals than blue foods, and blue foods are different than green, and green different from yellow, and yellow different from, you see where I'm going with this. Um, so like I said earlier, these phytochemicals, they have a synergistic relationship with the nutrients that are found in the food, um, and... That's why maintaining a varied, colorful approach to your diet is really the best way to go for overall health and disease prevention. But like I said, these things are really only found in plants and plant products and plant foods. So you can't get these things 
from the foods that come shrink-wrapped or in a box or basically with a cartoon character on them. You have to you have to aim for whole foods, real foods, foods that can be grown, picked, plucked, and basically that Mother Earth made herself. So the problem is the average American consumes less than five servings of fruits and veggies per day, and I'd be willing to bet that of those five, a majority of them come from fruits and probably not even multicolored fruits. It's probably like bananas and apples, and that's pretty much it for the most part. But realistically, we should be striving to eat about 7 to 13 servings of fruit uh, and vegetables every single day. And by going off the color of your foods, this may be an interesting way to help people get um, more of their vegetables and their fruits in. All you have to do is basically just count the colors. And if you ate, you know, a green, a red, an orange, a blue, a purple, you know, you have that many servings of your fruits and vegetables per day. So if you, you know, if you're not a person that has historically counted your servings, maybe you just go about, you know, looking at the color of your food for the, you know, foreseeable future and see if that can help you incorporate a little bit more, you know, make a game of it. Um, so this could help in, like I said, getting in more fruits and vegetables in a given day, but going off of color and how many colors you are eating, um, could be an invaluable kind of tool when it comes to weight loss or weight uh, maintenance, just because, you know, the colorful foods found in nature tend to be very nutrient dense while not being very calorie dense. So they're low in calories and they're going to keep you full because of all the water content and fiber and all these amazingly beneficial things that are found in them. But it can also be a really awesome tool against disease prevention. And you'll see in the next 10 minutes, basically what all these wonderful colors do um, when it comes to protecting you against um, all sorts of various diseases and ailments. So without further ado, let's just kind of get right into it. And we're going to talk about all the different color foods that you can find, fruits and vegetables, and you know what you can expect to kind of gain from them when you eat them. So we'll start with uh, my favorite color, blue, but we're also going to throw in purple in there as well, just because, you know, foods in nature aren't necessarily just blue or just purple. They kind of tend to, you know, mix in together because they have a bluish kind of purple hue to them. And they can also be referred to as purple or red just because of their hue. Like if you have, if you've ever seen a blueberry, you know, the skin of it from the outside, it's got a very uh, deep, rich blue color to it, but when you actually bite into it, you can actually see some purple or maybe even some red. So don't be confused if some of the foods that we list and you're like, hey, wait a minute, that's actually, that's red. Um, just they're kind of all lumped into one thing anyway. But so the color of these foods is caused by something called, and if there's anyone listening who like actually knows more about this than I do, and I butcher the names of this, I'm so sorry. Um, but the, the color, the deep kind of blue and purple color is caused by something called anthocyanin, the anthocyanin content, which are antioxidants that are particularly heart healthy. And they've been known to help support healthy blood pressure, um, help prevent clot formations, which can help prevent, um, heart disease. 
and it also helps reduce the risks of certain cancers. So this anthocyanin content is really the, you know, that's what um, antioxidants are present in this food or, or it's the, the main one, I should say. There's probably a whole host that are in, you know, the blue and the purple foods, but this is kind of the main one. And some of the um, blue purple foods that you can eat to, you know, get this antioxidant and the health benefits are eggplant, blueberries, blackberries, prunes, plums, pomegranates, figs, beets, grapes. Um, so as long as you're, you know, a fan of one of those, I'd highly recommend you start eating it more on a regular basis. Um, and a fun fact, blueberries, which happen to be probably my favorite fruit, um, even before I made this podcast, um, they are considered to have the highest antioxidant activity of all foods, all foods out there. So if you are really kind of having a sweet tooth and you know, you're trying to get in some fruit for the day, opt for blueberries or some kind of berries. These guys really pack a wallop when it comes to their antioxidant content and basically just the, the health benefits that they provide. So berries are your uh, best friend. So next up, we have green vegetables, um, and the green color um, comes from chlorophyll, which is basically a natural plant pigment, and these green foods, again, if I butcher this, are rich in isothiocyanates, um, and these are antioxidants which induce enzymes in the liver that assist the body in removing carcinogenic compounds, so basically put that in simpler terms these things are helping prevent cancer of all kinds and in fact there's been shown to be an inverse relationship with cancer and diets that are higher in green vegetables specifically cruciferous vegetables and this is your broccoli your kale cabbage cauliflower things along those lines um, but green vegetables are also a great source of vitamin k folic acid potassium uh, omega-3 fatty acids and basically um you know green vegetables are just like powerhouses of you know health for the most part the phytochemicals found in these green veggies um detoxify cancer causing chemicals before they even do damage in the body so you know if you if you ever hear the the basic you know health recommendation that oh you need to get in your your leafy green vegetables it's because they are so beneficial for you in terms of the things that are they are doing within your body so if you're looking to basically you know set yourself up with a safety net of health green leafy vegetables or green vegetables in general are going to be where you are going to want to start. So make sure you're getting plenty of those in your diet. Um, I know I'm going to say later on that there's not one color that's superior to the next, and that's you know true for the most part, but I think if you had to make a choice, I put a gun to your head and I said, eat a vegetable, it would be a green vegetable uh, for the most part. So you know, an example of this would be um, your broccoli, cabbage, bok choy, Brussels sprouts, spinach, arugula, turnip greens, um, broccoli rabe, asparagus, you know, any, any vegetable that's green. You don't have to wait for me to list it, but green veggies are basically the superheroes of the vegetable world. Um, and then like a subcategory underneath that would be yellow green. So, you know, kind of the same thing and they have similar benefits. Um, 
but you know these yellow green foods are, are high in lutein which is particularly beneficial for eye health because it helps prevent against macular degeneration so you know this would be your avocados and your kiwis pistachios uh, believe it or not even though that's a nut if you actually look at a pistachio you'll see that it actually has a natural green hue to it um, your bell peppers um, as well so moving on to our passion veggies and fruit and i'm talking about the red ones so the red veggies the dominant antioxidant present in the reddish foods is lycopene and lycopene is associated with a reduced risk of cancers especially prostate cancer um which is important for me because fun fact runs in my family so i need to eat more red foods and um, it's also known for its protection against heart attacks so these red fruits and vegetables are fantastic sources of flavonoids, um, which I'll talk about in a little bit if you don't know what a flavonoid is. Um, and these help reduce inflammation and have antioxidant properties as well. So it's not you know, quite an antioxidant, but um, they do have similar properties um, that help them kind of do the same things within the body. So if you're thinking about what red foods to eat to kind of get all the benefits, your tomatoes, your tomato products, watermelon, your grapefruit, guava, if you're feeling exotic, cranberries, cherries, apples, strawberries, bell peppers, um, Kool-Aid. Just kidding. I just need to see if anyone's still paying attention. Don't drink Kool-Aid. Uh, it's not good for you. Um, what else? So, Moving on from red, it's only natural that we go into our orange slash yellow. So I know I already touched on yellow, but it was a green yellow. This one is an orange yellow. Um, orange yellow foods are rich in beta carotene, and they are a particular, or sorry, beta carotene is a particularly powerful antioxidant. I'm sure you've heard of beta carotene before in carrots and other orange uh, vegetables and fruits. And the reason for this is because beta carotene can be converted into vitamin A in the body. Now, vitamin A is considered to be the vision vitamin. Sounds pretty badass, right? Um, because eyesight is dependent on the presence of vitamin A. And uh, plus, vitamin A protects us against cataracts, and it has anti-inflammatory properties as well. In addition to that, our orange and yellow fruits and veggies can also help prevent against cancer, reduce the risk of heart disease, and can help improve immune function as well. So I don't know if you're kind of getting the theme of kind of what we're talking about today. It's basically just every color vegetable is just as important as the last. They all help prevent against certain types of diseases. They pretty much all help prevent against various types of cancer. So I feel like even though it's probably beneficial to know all these things and you know know the difference between oh a red vegetable has lycopene versus a orange vegetable has beta carotene like you know that's that's important but I think the important thing is is they're all good. Like if I could sum this episode up in like one sentence it would just be eat a variety of colorful vegetables and you'll be superhuman for the most part. Um, anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent. So some of the orange and yellow vitamins that you can 
um, choose to add into your diet. You got your carrots, your mangoes, your cantaloupe, uh, your winter squash, your sweet potatoes, your pumpkins, apricots, bell peppers again, oranges, nectarines, lemons, bananas, anything that is naturally orange or yellow, and you are good to go. Um, now, you know, does your food necessarily need to look like the rainbow in order for you to get some of these benefits out of it? Not necessarily. Um, color is not you know, a clear indication of phytochemical content. And the largest class of phytochemicals is flavonoids, which I just mentioned like two seconds ago. Um, and these flavonoids are powerful antioxidants. And the funny thing about them is that they are actually colorless. So you don't have to necessarily, you know, aim to, you know, eat three red foods within a given day or like four servings of green vegetables. There's there's still a lot of research that needs to be done when it comes to phytochemical, I guess, classification and finding out, you know, just more about them in general. Um, but don't think that, you know, you have to be eating three blue foods to be the healthiest person you can be. Just think of it as more of a guideline to get you where you want to be, you know, two blue foods, two green, two red, two orange, two yellow, whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, just know that there's not a single color that is necessarily superior to the next. And I know I already said that. And I said, if anything, you know, gun to your head, probably pick a green one, but a balanced approach is always going to be the best one when it comes to overall health. Um, so don't be the guy who only eats broccoli and Brussels sprouts seven days a week, you know, 52 weeks out of the year, because you're missing out on a wide variety of nutrients, phytochemicals, flavonoids, all these things that are not present in green foods. So one of the things that you can do, um, and I've actually done this before as well, is when you're food shopping, just take a look at your cart. And if it is one color dominant, you only see green foods, you only see red foods, go back, swap something out for something of a different color. So for instance, if you are looking in your cart and you only see strawberries, watermelons, and uh, watermelons, I say that like people are buying multiple watermelons. Um, I would though, because it's fucking delicious. Um, anyway, you only see watermelon, strawberry, and like bell peppers. Go back, swap out the strawberries for blueberries, maybe keep the bell peppers, and then maybe add in, you know, a blue or a purple vegetable as well. Go get an eggplant or go get some um, blackberries or something like that. And, you know, another thing to keep in mind is if you are going by this color approach, try to stay open-minded. Um, there's going to be a lot of foods and a lot of um, colors out there that you haven't eaten before. You have no idea what they taste like. You have no idea how to cook them, but you have to stay open-minded because what that will do is it will, you know, it'll kind of expand your palate. Number one, you'll know if you like it or if you don't, it'll expand your cooking knowledge. You know, if you pick up, um, you know, a Japanese sweet potato and you're like, what the hell is a Japanese sweet potato? How do I eat it? How do I season it? Well, now you're going to be a better person for that in the long run. You're going to basically become a better cook, learn how to incorporate and cook things that you like 
um, and it's going to improve your overall diet as well. So, you know, this color approach can be a great way to introduce new foods um, into your diet, into your family's diet, into your kid's diet, and you can almost make like a game out of it. You know what I mean? Like kids, kids love games like that. Like, oh, like we, we got to search for the blue foods today. Let's go to ShopRite and search for, you know, a blue food. It's really important that we find a blue food today. I bet your kid will eat that up. Just make sure it's not like, you know, gushers or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I, I think if you approach your eating coming from a color standpoint as opposed to the old traditional you know servings per day standpoint it can be you know a nice change of pace to help you kind of improve your diet incorporate a bit more things that maybe you wouldn't have eaten uh, in the past and um, overall I just think it can be really really beneficial for you know a lot of people um, now I know this wasn't like a super in-depth podcast and I'm sure there's a lot of questions out there as far as, you know, phytochemicals and flavonoids, all those things go. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it was meant to be very general. The, the, the main takeaway point from this whole thing is just make sure your diet is colorful. So there's no one superior color to the next. Just make sure you're trying to incorporate a wide variety of them. Um, as you go and you're going to be all the more better for it in the long run. So, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Hopefully it was informative. Um, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to shoot us an email at gritfitperform at gmail.com. Um, look us up on social media, grit fitness and performance. And of course, if you like the podcast, do us a big favor and, you know, subscribe to it, like it, leave a review, all that good stuff. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, enjoy your week, enjoy your day, and um, I will see you at uh, a later date whenever the next podcast comes. So stay healthy and talk to you guys in a little bit.